Dad, why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Hmm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the Earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm, I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show every Monday on the Beat 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9 a.m. and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5 p.m. We can't miss it! The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. This is the Ingaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Lauren Tabar Yusuf. The show comes your way 9 o'clock every Monday on your heartbeat station. And um, on Thursday, uh, 5 p.m., we'll bring you the repeat broadcast of the show. Basically, on the Ingaba Science Show, we'll bring experts into the studio to help you answer all your science-related questions to keep you informed, um, educated, and enlightened. So this morning, we'll be looking at um, information technology and biological science discussion. Basically, how ICT, as we call it, is advancing biological science discovery. You know that uh, in the impact of ICT in all aspects of human life cannot be overemphasized. It's something that continues to develop and continues to impact everything that we do as human beings. So this morning we'll be looking at how it is impacting, you know, drug discovery, how it is impacting biological science research and all of those. So we have in the studio uh, a lecturer at the department of, at the unit of uh, bioinformatics and molecular biology in the department of biochemistry at the Federal University of Technology at Kurefuta. He specializes in diabetes and cancer research using molecular biology and bioinformatics tools and he will be enlightening us on this novel aspect Aspect of biology and science research. His name is Dr. Lushola Elekofenti. Hope I got that correctly? Elekofenti. 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 Great to have you on the Incubus Science Show this morning. Good morning, yeah. and um, it's my pleasure to be here this morning. Okay, so um, I think I will just start this way. Like I mentioned, ICT is something that um, you know continues to grow, continues to work. We continue to see the advancement in all aspects of our life. There's hardly any aspect of human life right now that you cannot you know talk about the impact of ICT. So in this case, what's the relationship between ICT and biological research? Okay, thank you very much. I think before we I start, let me first of all talk about what ICT is. ICT actually, which is information technology, refers to um, the storage, uh, processing and analyzing of uh, data, as well as sending of data. And um, the use of ICT became uh, imperative uh, way back in the 1970s, when the structure of uh, insulin, insulin is an hormone that regulates uh, the blood glucose, so when the structure of insulin was actually uh, discovered or resolved, that's what we use, resolved by Dorothy Hopkins. And um, the moment this was done, there was need to actually have a place where this structure will be deposited so that every other researcher will have access to this structure whenever they need it. So this is what actually brought about 
uh, information technology in biological uh, sciences. Sciences. Okay. Yes. So um, and from then um, going forward, you know, uh, looking at organisms as we are as human beings, there's a molecule in our body that actually that contains the blueprint of uh, all that we have today. So we call that uh, molecule DNA. And uh, people began to look at, uh, to actually look at the structure of this DNA from uh, organism to organism. And um, by the time they look at it, I think the human genome, the human being, the genome, which is the genetic makeup of human being, the project started, I think, in 1990 and was concluded in 2003. Just look at the uh, number of years. And uh, from this, you know, there's a large amount of data that was actually generated. And there's need for us to actually, you know, store this data in a repository, um, you know, retrieve it where we need them and actually analyze them and interpret. Mm. So this is actually where uh, information technology, you know, came into being and uh, you know <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting uh, so that means that it's happened you know many years now yes. and it's an ongoing uh, you know field obviously but yes. you specialize in you know different aspects of biology you know uh, you specialize in diabetes and cancer research and you use molecular biology and bioinformatic tools uh, to achieve your result in those fields so yes. let's start with um, you know how you use molecular biology and bioinformatic first of all what is molecular biology for those who might not understand it. Well, molecular biology simply means, uh, you know, studying um, biology at the molecular level, at the genetic level. Okay. You know, I mentioned a molecule called DNA. Which that's contains, genetic makeup. Yes, okay. that's genetic. So when you are trying to study the genetic makeup of uh, individuals, so you are doing molecular biology. So, and how uh, has um, ICT impacted your study, you know, in that field? Okay, thank you very much. I will use, um, okay, let me use the case of COVID-19. You know, because we actually did a lot of research. My lab did a lot, a lot of research, you know, in COVID-19. Now, um, when COVID-19 broke out in 2019, you know, uh, it was, everybody was, you know. But what helped us to actually get vaccines and drugs to actually manage this so that it, it didn't get out of hand was because of ICT. What do I mean? Within a very short period of time, the genome of this virus was actually sequenced. And the moment you can sequence the genome of an organism, you'll be able to identify which area is responsible for making a particular protein that functions, you know, in a particular area. So, by the time the genome of the virus was sequenced, you know, we were able to identify which region of the uh, virus is actually responsible for its replication. We were able to identify which region of the virus is actually actually initiates binding to the host. So, by you know identifying all this, then researchers could quickly look at you know therapeutic intervention. Mm. Number one, you know, you can actually look at disrupting the binding of the viral molecule to the host. Or look at the disruption of the protein that actually enhances its replication. So this is, you know, the, all this was possible because of ICT. Number one, we were, I was not in China. It was China that actually first uh, sequenced the the genome, genome of the virus. Of virus okay. So I'm not in China, 
But because the thing has been done, it was deposited somewhere, and I could, you know, I could access, access the information, okay. you know, look at the information, analyze the information, and, you know, from there, we're able to look, check, know a particular protein that actually uh, facilitate the replication of the virus in human host. So we, we try to look at this protein, look at the structure, look at its function, and try to target a small molecular weight compound to actually, you know, disrupt that structure of the protein so mm. that it will not, you know, facilitate replication in human host. Oh, that's quite interesting. Okay, so um, molecular biology and bioinformatics, they are the tools that you use in your research. What's the relationship between both? Okay. Yeah. Um, molecular biology... Uh, Two, um, the tools in molecular biology, mm. you actually need bioinformatics as well. Okay. Now, um, in molecular biology, look at genes, look at DNAs. Now, when you use molecular biology to actually sequence a genome, then you need ICT to actually analyze. Like I said, the human genome, the, the DNA molecule that I talked about, mm. you know, actually consists of four molecules. We call it the adenine, the thymine, the cytosine, and the guanine, just four molecules. So the difference between you and I is just the arrangement of these molecules in the DNA. So the human genome consists of about, uh, I think, about 3.1 billion base pairs. Billion? Yes, of these molecules. So you can just imagine, if I need to analyze that manually, that is not possible. Because you know there was a saying that if you if you have to write it on if you have to put those molecules on a paper using about ten lines ten words per line and using fifty lines per page, the thing will cover about six hundred thousand pages. So the question is, how do I read that if there is no ICT, if there is no programming? Mm. So the the, the the two you know the the, the two comes in in hand the, 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 with the advent of ICT research in uh, molecular biology in biological sciences life sciences has been very interesting and within a very short period of time you can actually get things done. You know, while I was trying to get, you know, background information on this um, subject as well, I came across something called um, computational biology. Is that yes. also a field you work with? Yes. You know? you, you, when you say computational biology, okay. we also call it bioinformatics. All right. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the application of computer programs or computer tools to solve biological problems. That's just what, That's it, just means. what it means. All right. It's the Ink of a Science show right here on the Beat 97.9 FM. We're discussing how uh, information technology our ICT, as we call it, is advancing biological science discoveries across the world in terms of, um, you know, drug discovery, uh, in terms of computational biology, use of molecular biology and bioinformatic analysis. And our guest in the studio is actually an expert in this field. He specializes in diabetes and cancer research. He's a lecturer at the Department of Biochemistry, Federal University of Technology, Futa Akure. Uh, he's a specialist in bioinformatics and molecular biology. You can join the show by calling 0700 1009 if you have any questions uh, regarding what he has said so far, how ICT, for example, has aided the you know, various discoveries and um, various innovations that have been made so far in biological science, especially the coronavirus, which is, of course, um, a huge pandemic that the world has battled with for the past one year or, or thereabouts. So um, let, let's move away from you know um, what, what you mentioned earlier, the coronavirus. There are other you know, um, health problems 
claims that ICT uh, have impacted, will impact and will continue to impact as well. Let's start with um, diabetes, for example, is something that a lot of people, you know, in this part of the world suffer from. People have died because of it as well. So let's look at um, how your field is helping the research in diabetes and um, helping uh, people to fight this disease. Thank you very much. Now, um, like I said, ICT has really uh, helped in, uh, in especially in drug discovery area. Now, um, diabetes, as we all know, is is a result as a result from elevation of uh, uh, blood glucose. What do I mean? When there is increase in blood glucose, you know, constantly there is diabetes. There is an hormone called insulin, which actually helps to you know. To enhance that, uh, mm. to ensure that this glucose gets into the cell away from the blood, because the blood is just a means of transport to the cell. So when this glucose gets to the cell, the cell uses them to do energy. I mean, to make energy. Now, there's a problem when in diabetes, there's a problem because number one is either this insulin is not being produced, mm. that is called type one, or the insulin is produced but it cannot act. That is type, type two. two. Okay. So, uh, in, in type 2, the, the insulin is actually there. But the insulin can actually enhance the movement of glucose into the cells. So, either way, you have a constant increase in blood glucose. And this is what is called diabetes mellitus. Now, coming to ICT. ICT has actually helped us in, uh, you know, in discovering a lot of drugs especially from medicinal plants you know we have a lot of uh, uh, medicinal plants in our region in africa that has not been exploited anyway mm. so um this ict has actually helped us to number one do what we call high throughput screening now in drug discovery process the for, the way they do it is this now you want to test you have about maybe 100,000 compounds you want to screen it against uh, targets related to diabetes. When I say targets, these are, can either be enzymes. Enzymes, you know, actually uh, speed up the rate of chemical reaction in the body. They, they can be enzymes. They can be ion channels. You know, you want to actually see, understand what this enzyme does in relation to diabetes is he actually if the activity of this enzyme is enhanced will it bring down blood glucose if the activity is inhibited will it bring down blood glucose that is the first thing okay so if you know if the activity is inhibited it will lead to reduction in blood glucose then the next thing you do is how do i you know there's what we call the active site of every protein that is where that is the catalytic side you want to see a compound that can actually incorporate itself into the binding site of that protein so that the protein will not be available to perform the normal function it's supposed to do mm. and that is what ICT has helped us to do now you can actually without me like, like I said somebody you know crystallize the structure somebody crystallize the structure mm. of protein okay but now, I don't need to actually crystallize the structure of protein. Once the sequence of the protein is known, I can use my computer to actually model this stru the structure of this protein without using X-ray crystallography. So that is what ICT can, you know, you know, as a post to do. Okay. So I can sit in my in my room with my internet and relevant uh, softwares. I can actually retrieve the structure of these proteins. 
or the sequence either way if the structure has been resolved you can you know retrieve the structure if it's not been resolved you can get the sequence of this protein and you know form a model of the, the protein model and from this protein model you can actually begin to screen compounds millions of compounds against this protein to know which one we actually bind tightly to this protein and this thing has really helped us to come up with a number of drug candidates that we're still working on and we're looking for you know collaboration to be able to actually get this compound synthesized so that we can do the subsequent uh, you know or experiment that needs to be done that, that, that's quite insightful I, I understand that diabetes um is also you know hereditary and you mentioned the relationship between uh understanding genetic makeup of human beings and yeah. um you know information technology basically and they talk about you know early detection knowing that this is in your gene uh, helping helps in fighting it so how does um from your um, expertise from your studies so far how does information technology help you in terms of helping an individual to be able to determine that oh because that is it is in my genealogy i also have it in my dna and i'm likely to you know experience either type one or type two as i grow old older okay mm. um you like i said um i think he's, he's been proposed now because let me just mention something yes. now uh before now it's very expensive to sequence a genome but now with the um with the what we call the next generation sequencing Technology, you can actually sequence the genome in one day. What is that? Next generation sequencing uh, technology. Next generation okay. sequencing technology. So it's, it's just a machine that actually, when you input your sample, it can actually uh, give you the sequences of the DNA. You know, what took people years to achieve? Um, you know, when they were doing the human genome uh, mm. project, but it becomes a lot easier now. Okay. It's a lot easier. It's something that can be done even within a day or two now. So, um, there's um, a proposal, you know, in Western world now that uh, when a child is born, the genome should be sequenced almost immediately so as to see, you know, you compare with maybe the parents and see whether there's any mutation. What is mutation? Whether there is a variation in his own genetic makeup. Maybe it's different from that of the parents because actually this mutation is, has actually caused a lot of um, disorders. Mm. You know, we have albinism. I think your program. Yeah, we talked about albinism. Albinism yes. is just a, a kind of mutation in the gene coding okay. for melanin. You understand? Yes. So if there is mutation, you will quickly know that, okay, this so that you can actually effect uh, uh, intervention at the early stage of uh, the, the, the child, the mm. life of the baby. All right, it's the Incubus Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. We're discussing uh, information technology and um, how it's advancing biological science discoveries. You can join us by calling 0700-1979 if you have any questions on the show. Take a short break and get back and continue the conversation. Don't go away. Dad, why does the sun follow me everywhere I go? I think it's actually just everywhere you go. What do you mean, Daddy? Mm, my son. Well, science explains how the Earth revolves around the sun. Interesting, Dad. I thought the Earth is a stationary object. How does it revolve around the sun? Hmm. I don't have an accurate answer for this, but I do know where to find answers. The Inkaba Science Show on the Beat 97.9 FM. Ibado. Okay, Daddy. Son, where are you off to? I'm off to tell my friends to tune in to the Inkaba Science Show. 
every Monday on the Beats 97.9 FM Ibadan by 9am and also catch the repeat broadcast on Thursday by 5pm. We can't miss it! The Inkaba Science Show, powered by Inkaba Biotech, Africa's genomics company. This is the Inkaba Science Show. Thank you so much for staying with us on the Inkaba Science Show. The show comes your way, remember, every Monday, 9 o'clock to 9.45 on the Beat 97.9 FM. And then as a repeat broadcast on Thursday, 5 p.m. On the show, we bring experts to the studio to help you answer all of the science-related questions you might have to keep you informed and educated. Uh, so uh, today we're discussing um, how um, ICT is advancing biological science deco- discovery across the world. As you have in the studio, Dr. Olushala Eleko Fenty. Okay, I think I... I Eleko. Eleko. Okay, Eleko. Not Eleko. Eleko Fenty. Okay, thank you very much for joining us on the show. We've, we've spoken a lot, really, about coronavirus, diabetes, uh, you know, gene sequencing, and, and all of those. And um, I, I find it quite interesting that um, at the early stage of the child, you can determine through ICT, again, if the child is going to, you know, have albinism, for example, if the child is going to have diabetes. Well, let, let's, go, let's go into, you know, cancer research, because cancer is also, uh, you know, uh, something that um, a lot of people can relate to, you know, uh, family members, loved ones, you know, losing their lives as a result of uh, different types of, um, you know, cancer. So from your experience and your research, take us through how, you know, the combination of these tools you've uh, identified as um, helped or might be able to aid, you know, research in, into cancer and to help people fight it, basically. Thank you very much. Now, um Number one, when you want to, the process of drug discovery actually starts with uh, target uh, selection. Now, um, in cancer, for instance, uh, breast cancer, for instance, uh, you know, breast cancer is one of the leading causes, especially yes, in women. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh, in breast cancer, you can actually do uh, target selection. You, you use computer to do this. You can, you know, look for targets that if like i said if you, you identify a particular protein that if that's the, in the dna no not in the okay. dna now you, you in cancer cell you know there is a process that uh that makes cancer to evolve all right you understand so you want to look at that process because number one before you, uh, the, before you do anything drug discovery you must actually understand the pathogenesis of that uh, disease what do i mean the development of that uh, uh, disease okay you must understand the concept so when you have insight into the into the development of this disease you can look at what stage do you want to actually uh, tackle to prevent further uh, establishment of this uh, disease. So, in the case of uh, uh, cancer, in my lab, we actually target a protein that we call aromatase. This 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 protein is um, is actually essential for the for the the establishment and growth of this uh, cancer, cancer, breast cancer, okay. especially. So, we we in our target selection. When you screen, you actually have a lot of targets, but you need understanding of each of these targets to know, okay, this is what I want. Like, let me quickly mention the case of coronavirus. Now, you, when you understand the way it, it, uh, it, uh, infect human, the human pattern host, of infection, yeah, okay. pattern of infection and the pattern of uh, replication, mm. you can actually look at where you want to go, the area. You can actually target 
the binding to the host or you want to prevent it from replication after it has bounded it it has established but you don't want it to grow further so the same way in cancer you want to look at which area do i want to come in do you want to come in at the early stage or when the thing has started you know so you, where you want your intervention to actually focus on so ICT has really helped us in this line, mm. you know, by actually helping us to identify the target and to validate this target that this is a validated target for cancer uh, therapy. Then in the screening of compounds too, whether from medicinal plant, from natural sources or from uh, uh, the library of uh, synthetic compounds, because first thing we did in the case of corona because it's something yes that is that's what i can relate to yes yeah, yes it's something that is recent was that we first of all screen the fda federal uh, food and drug administration in the US. approved drugs yes. okay drugs that have been approved that you don't need any approval again if these drugs can work then you you don't need any approval again people can start taking these drugs as soon as quickly as possible so we first of all we started with the uh, fda approved drugs we screened them and were able to get uh, some compounds like ivermectin. I, I, a few weeks ago, uh, I think Oxford University or something, you know, mentioned ivermectin. They, uh, this is what we published in our paper in July last mm, year. That, that's quite but interesting. Because it's, it's from Nigeria. Nobody wasn't believes even us. credit. No, but nobody would take us, you know, they, even our people here would not take us serious. They feel we're not doing anything. Mm. So this is a compound we propose as you know a, a compound that can actually be used to manage uh, the 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 to prevent the replication of this virus in human hosts. So um, ICT has evolved and is very interesting thing that makes evil science to to be very interesting. Most of the things we see as abstract. Now you you see it in reality. Now you can actually see drug binding interaction on your system you model a protein you put the protein in 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 a cell just like is in a human host and you simulate we, we call it molecular dynamic simulation you simulate and you leave it you know the challenge we have is light you know we have light issue but you leave it when if you have a supercomputer it's something that can be done within a very short period of time and at the end of the day you can analyze this data and see how this compound actually binds if it's a compound that will work very well you see the binding that is going to tie you know fitting tightly if it's something that will not work during the course of the simulation you see the compound flipping away from the protein these are things you can see with your light i mean with your eyes yes, okay do you understand and this couldn't have been possible if there's no ict it is quite interesting. It is quite interesting <laughs> and insightful as well. Uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the, you know, coronavirus thing that you've been mentioning because it's something that, um, you know, the research is ongoing. Yes, some breakthroughs have been achieved. You, you talked about um, uh, the how you used ICT to study the virus, you know, for, to the pattern of its spread, pattern of infection, sure. and also mutation because viruses would yeah. mutate. They don't want to uh, die off. And we've been hearing of a different variant of this, of, of of this virus now so uh, take me through uh, you know ict uh would um impact that study into the you know, new variant new of this variant. virus to be able to discover you know how it spreads whether or not it's going to be different from the variants that we're used to and um the variant that brought us to this level that we are now in the world thank you very much yes. now um what we do normally is this now if you notice a variant then all you need to do is use the sequence the 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 virus the genome of the virus 
and uh, in Kawa Biotech, you know, they do that a lot, you know. So when you sequence the genome, then you can now compare the sequence with the um, wide one or the previous one. You know, we call it blasting. When you blast the sequence against the 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 one, like uh, in Nigeria, a university I don't want to mention name now, so that because a university actually sequenced the genome of the virus that was found in Nigeria in in a, maybe a Nigerian patient. Do you understand? So you can actually you know sequence the genome and compare the sequence with that you know found from Western world, and if there's any variation. You try to see this area that is different from the one from the Western world. Which protein is it making? Is it producing? Then by the time you identify the protein is producing, then you can be able to target, look for drugs that can actually target that protein to be able to prevent its spread. Mm. That is what ICT can help us to do. So at least from that, you are able to identify that, okay, this particular uh, coronavirus that we have here is a variant of the one from the, the Western virus. world by comparing the sequence. You can only do the comparison when you have a, a, a computer with a reality, I mean, with the, your with um, your software. Mm. You, you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, the, uh, you use IC to study the genetic makeup of humans, basically, you know, the DNA. And the DNA, of course, is um, consists of everything from our hair color, the yes. fingernails, everything. So uh, I'm also interested in, because there are a lot of um, diseases that are, you know, hereditary, and some people don't even know, uh, you know, the, the fact that your the immediate parents not have it does not mean it's not it in not. that line. So uh, I'm more interested in how ICT can help us discover some of this. And you mentioned diabetes earlier. Cancer is also, you know, hereditary as well. You yeah. know, there are several of them, several. you know, that people don't know that they have, but eventually something will trigger and it start manifesting. So, take us through how this your innovative uh, aspect of research, you know, is helping discover, you know, all these things uh, early enough. Well, I mentioned earlier on mm. that um, the first thing, though, in this part of the world, this has not been, uh, you know, achieved. Achieved. Okay. But in Western world, you know, there's a proposal that people's genome should be sequenced so that we can have a a, 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 a drug that is targeted at individual. You know, the, uh, you've seen cases where somebody will take a particular drug, it will work for him. So another person will take and it. And it won't work. Because yeah. they have different genetic makeup. So there is need to understand why the genetic makeup of the other one, that the drug is not working in his system. Why his own you know, genetic makeup is different. And the area where there is difference, you can actually do a personalized drug for that particular individual. So instead of having a general drug for headache, you can actually tailor drugs, you know, that is specific for a specific race or a specific uh, community okay. because of their genetic uh, makeup. Okay, so let's now uh, look at uh, the aspect of drug discovery and um, how ICT has also aided that aspect as well. Yeah, a drug discovery process. Uh, ICT has really helped us. There's what we call algorithm. Let me. Algorithm is just a, a program written to perform a specific function. You know, the people in uh, in uh, programming, the tech savvy people, yeah, understand. they will understand yeah. what I mean. Yes. So, when you write a code or a program to address a particular problem, then that is called algorithm. So, there are so many algorithms, you know, in place now that helps us to actually um, identify compounds. 
that will be potential uh, drugs. Now, in the drug discovery process, initially, the, con- the, um, the conventional method before the advent of ICT is I have maybe about 10,000 compounds. I want to screen it against a particular protein. So I need to actually get this protein. Then I need to get this compound synthesized. You know, for you to synthesize about uh, 10,000 compounds, you know, that's a lot of money. I remember we came up with a compound about three years ago mm. that could actually manage diabetes. And because we approach companies that actually do the synthesis, because they are not the regular compounds they synthesize. They charge us for one gram, they charge us $3,500. So you cannot imagine you want to make about 10,000 compounds. Mm. For screening, you know, that's a lot of money. And that's why before the advent of ICT, to bring a drug to the market costs billions of naira. And it takes between 5 to 15 years to do that. But with the advent of uh, uh, information technology, you can actually, you, you see the case of coronavirus within just one year. We have vaccine, we have uh, drugs that can actually uh, manage this thing. And this was all possible because of uh, ICT. So in the drug discovery process, instead of, you know, uh, and the, the, when you do use the conventional method, it's possible out of the 10,000 compounds that all of them will fail at the end of the day. By the time you are doing clinical trials, many of them may be toxic and they will be withdrawn. But you can use computer to actually do this preliminary screening. So that I have 1 million compounds, I can screen for toxicities, which one will be toxic, which one will be this, which one will be that, and come up with a small library, a sizable amount, maybe about 10 or 15. That's in the trial phase? Yes, Yes. that can now synthesize now, you know, the cost of synthesizing 15, you can compare with synthesizing 10,000. So I've used my computer to actually narrow down to the best 10 or the best 15 compounds that can actually, by the time you do, you synthesize and you do your uh, preclinical and clinical trials, that at least you can have one or two that will sail through. But with, with, before the, you know, clinical, uh, sorry, during the trial phase as well, you still need humans to test the efficacy of the that drugs. That is at the, yes. pre, uh, at, the trial, at the clinical trial stage. But before, the, you know, the first phase, the first two, three phases before preclinical. Preclinical is when you use rats, okay. experimental rats. That is preclinical. Hmm. Before you do preclinical, there are lots of stages that you can do with your system to screen with your computer to screen a lot of things so that what you have at the end of the day will not be toxic. So what, what, um, what do you use in that, uh, you know, pre before the preclinical, yes. let me say the pre-preclinical stage okay. now, what do you use to, to do the screening? Yeah, yes, we look, use computer. We use iPad computer okay. with uh, uh, different algorithms. I mean, do you use the, you know, because you mentioned earlier that you can take a, a protein component yes. and then, so that's what I'm asking. What, yeah, do, you, what protein, do you use? The protein, I told you, we have a repository, which is called Protein Data Bank. Okay. Where any protein that you crystallize, you submit the structure there. So that if anybody wants to use that protein, all it needs just to download on the system and begin to work with it. Now, and if you don't have this, uh, the structure, you can actually get the model from the sequence. Once I have the model of the protein, then I have uh, the, the compounds, you know, in structure. Compounds, when you have the structure of the compounds, then you can actually, there are softwares that will interpret that structure in a language that the protein will understand. So you can now bring this protein and the compounds together with your, you know, computer and see what happens. 
So it's at that stage you you'll be able to identify the and then you so when you screen when okay. you screen there is what we call the lock and key hypothesis in enzyme catalysis. So it's like when you have the right lock, you put it in. The, the the door opens, but if you have the maybe one of the inches of the of the key is broken and you put it in the door, the thing cannot open the door again. It's like that. So all we are trying to do is this is the protein. We have a library of compounds, maybe one million compounds. You want to see that protein that will bind tightly like a lock and key mm. uh, 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 process okay. to this protein. So when you have that, then you have a very good uh, uh, drug. Drug, do you understand? So you have some that will be large; they will not enter. You have some that will be too small, and then you go, go back again. Do you understand? But with your computer, you can do this screening at once. It may take days. At once, depending on the kind of computer that you have. If you want to have a high power computer, now you are talking about fifty hundred million naira. <laughs> and no institution can buy that. And, and this kind of uh, you know uh, trial that you're talking about is it dependent on the uh, kind of drug or the kind of disease you are trying to discover it drug depends, for? It depends on the kind of disease. Okay, it's not it's not general, but the process is the same anyway. Mm. But the disease of interest will determine your target protein. Like I said, for uh, uh, cancer we targeted, for breast cancer we targeted aromatase, for diabetes we have a lot of targets because diabetes is a disease of many etiologies. So many things causes diabetes. Mm. Do you understand? If you are obese, it can result. If you are, if you live sedentary life, it can result. So it's something of many etiologies. So you need a multiple approach to actually tackle diabetes. So we look at that. There are so many targets we look at. We look out for in diabetes. In the case of COVID two, I mentioned there is a protein called the uh, COVID nineteen, uh, the SARS CoV two main protease. Yes, this is a protein that actually enhances the replication of the. These are the proteins that we targeted in our in your in our study. COVID, in our study. Okay, so um, you, you said that uh, the kind of disease you are researching for determines the you know process it will take. So let's take cancer for example. You know, uh, you are doing the pre. Pre preclinical <laughs> pre clinical stage now. So, uh, you know, uh, what do you look out for in that stage when you're when you've you've taken the protein you want to target? Yeah. I mean, that's what you look out for. You okay. know, before you say, okay, this is good to go to the preclinical stage, or this is good to go to the next stage, or, or, or whatsoever. Okay, let me put it this way. The first thing is we get the protein, and like I said, in our own case, we look at a protein called aromatase. Okay. So I will download the protein the protein structure on on my system, then. I will look for a library of compounds either from I work with synthetic compounds and then I work mainly with uh, medicinal plants. So we look at compounds that people have actually isolated from medicinal plants, especially of Nigerian origin. So when we identify these compounds, then there's a software we use to actually uh, sketch the structure of this mm. compound. When you scrape the structure, then you can now do what we call molecular docking molecular docking that is you want to see if this compound will actually bind tightly with this protein and we will now rank the binding affinity of this uh, compounds mm. so the best will be taken for instance if i have one million uh, compounds i can rank them then if I, the thing will rank them in order of affinity for that protein so i can pick the first one thousand and discard the other uh, uh you know so the, that first 1,000, I will go further to do what we call um, pharmacodynamics. You want to actually see this drug, will it, will it be metabolized if it's taken? 
I don't need to do that in human being to be able to know. We have people who have written programs like that. That all you need to do is just to subject these compounds to these programs and they tell you if you take this, this may not be metabolized, this may be metabolized, the metabolic, uh, uh, the metabolized, that is the uh, end product of this compound will be toxic or will not be toxic and so on and so forth. So these are ways we do this uh, pre-clinical, like you call it anyway. Yes. <laughs> so these, these are the ways we do it. And okay. at the end of the day, by the time we want to do the Preclinical, which is using experimental rats, we have been able to narrow down to a sizable amount of compounds that we can work with. And we have eliminated the possibility of toxicity, that is, whether they will be toxic to the body, whether they will, be, they will not be able to be to metabolize and stuff like that. All these things have been taken care of at the ICT level. So, does this mean that the, uh, you know, the length of time that is expected for drug discovery before now, now has, been, has been shortened. Because I know that you know, some people, for example, who have expressed, um, you know, you know, there are all kinds of conspiracy theory, just to digress a bit about the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. Some people have said that, ah, why did it take them just one year to discover it and everything? So is this the kind of, um, yes. you know, innovation that has fast-tracked yes. that? Yes, yeah. yes. They, they, like I said, if you want to do screening of 10,000 compounds mm. using the conventional method, I would need to synthesize the compound. That means commonly we have to synthesize the 10,000 compounds one after the other. You know, that it takes take many years. Many years. Then I will now begin to test, okay, this particular protein. Let me do the test in vitro. We do it in vitro anyway. Inside test tube, you want to see the interaction of this compound. And for me to do that 10,000 compounds will take years too. But with computer... If you have a high-powered computer, in a matter of one week, I can actually <laughs> do that on my computer and come up with, okay, at least this 10 or 15 compounds should be able to work based on what I've done uh, at the computational level. Quite interesting. 0700-1979, if you still want to call the show, then that's the number, 0700-1979. You've talked about um, a lot the, you know, uh, various um, benefits of ICT and bio, uh, biological science discovery from drug research, cancer research, diabetes and everything. So what, uh, you know, in your opinion from your experience in this field, uh, in this area of research, are the limitations of bioinformatics? Um... um Number one in our environment here, the number one thing is power. You know, we we don't have constant power. I could remember in around April till July when I did that work on COVID, when it was time for me to do, we did the docking and everything, when it was time for me to do the molecular dynamic simulation. Because the fact that a drug binds, do you understand? Mm is not it. You want to see whether the binding will be stable, the stability of the binding. This can only be done using molecular dynamic simulation. And this one, with the co- kind of computer I have, you know, if I want to do a, a 30 nanoseconds uh, simulation, that may take me about uh, one week or two weeks. And I have to do multiple of it to be able to... So, uh, overall, because I have to do for protein, the protein itself, I have to do for the when the protein is complex with the compound. And if you have a list of compounds, like 10 compounds, you can imagine if a protein runs for one week, you do protein and you have about 10 compounds, you are talking of a week times 10. That's about 10 weeks. But with 
a supercomputer, this can be done in a matter of hours or days. Mm. So, uh, power is one major distance. I remember because when you switch on the computer, the thing drags power, drags electric, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because it uses all these processors to yes. work. Yeah. So, I every two, two days, I recharge uh, about 5,000 5, on my prepaid meter during that period. Wow. You know, and we were not getting salary because Asu was yeah, a strike then. So we're not. So we, I was doing that, and I had uh, solar. So at night I will switch to solar, and when the battery is getting down, maybe around two, three a.m. When when the first sound of uh, that low battery distance, I rush out of my bed again to go and switch on generator, <laughs> just to ensure because the thing must not go off. That yeah. is it. If it goes off, you start all over again. Mm. So power is a major challenge yeah. for us in this. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Lushala Eleko uh, Fainti, um, for being a part of the show. It's been quite insightful and um, informative as well. Thank you for listening as well. Join us um, Thursday for a repeat broadcast of this episode right here on the Beat 97.9 FM. Remember, the Incubus Science Show comes your way every Monday, 9 o'clock to 9.45 on the Beat 97.9 FM. Uh, Dr. Eleko Fainti is a lecturer at the Bar Informatics and Molecular biology unit of the department of biochemistry at the federal university of technology at korea futa specializes in diabetes and cancer research using bioinformatic tools and he has been enlightening us so far about the impact of ict in drug discovery and biological science thank you very much once again